You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Special guests and off topics in this segment, anything goes. You're listening to 3 p.m. Welcome to this segment of 3 p.m. Hey. It's been a while. I'm DJ. I'm Sean. I'm Charlie. Damn it, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and our guest today is Ethan Powers. What's up, Ethan? <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Ethan is the first person to come on as a guest that none of us know. True. We do have a mutual friend, um, and it was actually Reed, which is Charlie's cousin. <laughs> Wait, you guys um, are cousins? I thought you were just friends. Unofficially. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, his mom and my mom are really close. I've known Reed since like he was months okay. or days old. So. All right. so both of your families, you know, were, yeah. were super close growing up. Yep. But yeah, this is the first person we've had on, so that we don't know. <laughs> we're excited. Yeah. Um, what happened was we had Reed on and then he kept listening to the episodes. And for some reason, DJ and I half the time end up talking about Maine. <laughs> uh we we've wanted to go there we wanted to travel there i don't know there's a weird attraction weird fetish from yeah <laughs> and uh so reed hit us up and was like you need to have ethan on so you're here i made it <laughs> i don't know you people but i mean i'm here <laughs> dude tell us about yourself tell us about whatever whatever yeah i mean yourself yeah so your uh what's going on right now going on? okay i'm uh i'm ginger <laughs> 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 I uh accurate right <laughs> I was born and raised in Maine I was born in Waterville Maine grew up in Fairfield Maine lived there my whole life until uh, I was 19 my wife's from Maine I grew up with her uh, she was born in the same hospital I was like a month before me oh uh, yeah, my mom's a Maine dad's from like Pittsburgh and like all over but uh he settled down with her in Maine so my mom's a Maine and <laughs> my uh mom's side of the family is all like uh, French Canadian, and they have those like crazy main accents and stuff like that. But yeah, they're all like <laughs> wicked hicks, <laughs> like totally, totally mainers. <laughs> Bro, uh, we kind of talked about this when uh, we introduced you a couple episodes ago. Uh, yeah, but you're from Maine. Uh, yeah, DJ's from Hawaii, <laughs> so like literally the opposite, as far away <laughs> as you can get in the country, probably. Uh, yeah, exclude Alaska. That doesn't really count. It's still, it's still probably further. But I, he, he was talking about you coming on, and I was like, "Is he pretty wicked?" <laughs> and he was like, uh, "He's like, is that a thing?" Yeah, I heard that episode. <laughs> I heard that. He's like, "What is that? Like, what's wicked?" <laughs> yeah, wicked, <laughs> wicked. For you, those that don't know, it's an intensifier. It's like very. We don't use very. We just use wicked. Like, so you actually like people say it over there. Yeah, yeah. No one says very. We say wicked. So if we we have lobster, we're like, "This is wicked good." <laughs> oh, okay, I'm gonna start Dope. saying that, dude. Yeah. Dope. I like that. It's wicked dope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wicked excited for today. Yeah, me cherry. Too. I'm wicked stoked. <laughs> we say in Hawaii, we say cherry for good. 
Like that's pretty cherry. So oh. cherry, bro. Look at this marriage of cultures. <laughs> wow. Cross continental. Dude, it's wicked cherry today. <laughs> Let's oh, do this. Exactly. That's wicked what I'm saying. <laughs> when Amena goes to Hawaii for like vacation, it's wicked cherry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So what was it like growing up in Maine? Like what? It was cold. <laughs> you how how many places have you lived? Uh like my whole life. Yeah. So I lived in that same house in Fairfield, Maine until I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted my mission. I was a missionary in Thailand for two years. And that's how you met Reed. That's how I met Reed. We were in Chiang Rai, Thailand together being missionaries. Nice. <laughs> Learning Thai, being white boys. <laughs> and then uh, I came home to America. I lived in Arizona for like a year. It was wicked hot. Didn't like it there. <laughs> it was so hot. Um, oh, and the, I, that was like my first time eating Mexican food. Like seeing like... That's that's Non-white legit Mexican people. food. Yeah, because Maine is like all white people, like so white. I mean, there's a lot of like Penobscot Native Americans, but then other than that, it's just white people. And the black population in Maine is a zero point zero seven percent. So we had one black kid um, at my high school, and he he ran track. He was fast, but yeah, there's just like there's like no black people in Maine. So I moved to Arizona, and there's like all these Mexicans, and I had to learn some Spanish. And there's a lot of a lot of other cultures out there. I don't know. Was that a little bit of a shock, dude? Super shock, <laughs> dude. Arizona and Maine is a whole like whole another world, whole yeah. other countries. So different. Yeah. So different. And then when I got married, I was like, you know, I should probably get an education and get a job. <laughs> so, so I moved up here to Utah to go to school because it's cheap here. I could have gone to school back east. Uh, I got into like UNH and UMaine. But they're just like hella expensive. Nice. So not about that. Cool. Yeah. Going back to Maine, I remember you. So Ethan sent us an email with a recording of some of his stories and talking about his upbringing. And you were talking about how your town in Maine is just like in the sticks. Yeah. Like, we're, I'm out there. <laughs> yeah. Like describe that area. Like how All do you right. get there? How far is it? Population. <laughs> okay. So in where Maine, do your parents live right now? <laughs> So in Maine, it's like most of the you know population is on the coast, and then every now and then you got some random towns like out in well some cities too like out in the middle of nowhere. So the further away from the coast, the more out in the sticks you are. So I'm like an hour away from the coast. I think an hour fifteen is like the fastest <laughs> I've ever gotten to the coast <laughs> to the beach is an hour fifteen minutes. Um, the biggest city in Portland, uh, in Maine, yeah, is Portland. Its uh, population is sixty six thousand. Half the size of Provo, Utah. And is it like how we, like in a previous episode, we just have like this vision of what Maine is, like just the coastal town. Yeah, like, you guys like, does the mailman still come? <laughs> the milkman? I just see like the milkman. Yeah, the milk. <laughs> Cable knit sweaters. Flannels. Lots just of flannels. Beautiful white people. Just all white people. Yeah. Snow like eight months of the year. There was days where we couldn't go to church on Sunday because, like, our church building was like under snow. Whoa. We'd like open the door to our house and just be like, "There's like this wall, wall of snow. Of snow. Oh. We're not going anywhere today." <laughs> That's Get out so the food wild. storage. Kevin, Kevin's moving to Maine, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin's in the Kevin's in the studio today, everyone. So it's a good episode. <laughs> yeah, live action audience. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Okay. So we weren't really far off with. What, what Dude, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everyone's hicks out there. They all listen to country music. They drive big trucks so you don't get stuck in the snow. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about like the Native Americans there. 
Do they have like their own? Is there like a reservation up there? There's quite a few, yeah. Um, you guys ever heard of Pet Cemetery? Yes. Yep. So, like, kind of where he based that book off, there was like north of University of Maine, and there really is like a reservation north of the University of Maine where it's, that's like all swamp. Mm-hmm. Where in the book is where he buried like his cat, and it came back like evil, and his his son also. And I don't want to ruin the book. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People that die get buried there, but yeah, that's actually like a real reservation up there in uh, Orono, Maine. Whoa. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> so that's kind of a good uh, segue into who you're talking about is Stephen King. My boy. And so that's like My a man. huge reason why we reach out to Ethan because uh, it's safe to say you're a fan. Oh, yeah. yeah everyone <laughs> in Maine's a fan. <laughs> yeah. So is he kind of like a, a hometown hero there? Seriously. Yeah, that's exactly what he's like. Uh, cool. He doesn't live far from me. He lives uh, in Bangor, Maine, so just north of me. And um, he lives on like... West Broadway Avenue, 40, 40, house number 47. <laughs> we all know where he lives. It's, it's public because everybody can like go over to his house and like take pictures in front of his house. And it's got like gargoyles and oh, cool dang. stuff. Yeah, it's like super creepy too. It's got like a cool gate with like arches on it and stuff. Nice. So a lot of like fans will go to his house and just take pictures in front of it and post on Instagram and stuff like that. That's <laughs> sick, dude. Um, I met him like four times growing up like as a child in Maine. He came to like my elementary school to promote reading and writing to us little third graders. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him at a book signing at Barnes & Noble. Um, I saw him at the public library promoting like, one of his books he published, and he did like a book signing there too. And the last time I saw him was at the gas station. Whoa, yeah, usually oh, my nice. hometown just filling up, <laughs> getting some gas at like Circle K. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were all inside, and everyone's like, dude, that's Stephen King. Like, no way. <laughs> that's wild. We're all dude. just like watching him from inside. Yeah. <laughs> Holding your Slim Jim. <laughs> Sick. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever had a, like a conversation with him? Um, besides, like, hey, big fans, find my book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> big fan. Yeah. Kind of. That's it. Nice. <laughs> But he was a nice dude. Yeah, he's a nice dude. Pretty cordial. Yeah, in person. Super nice, quiet. He's like seventy-two now. He's getting old. He yeah. was just in like the. Uh, he does like the cameos for all of his movies. So he's in It mm-hmm. Chapter Two. He's like the uh, pawn shop owner. Oh yeah. right, yeah. So yeah, as soon yeah. as I saw him like in the movies, like dude, that's Stephen King. Yeah. Like some old man at the desk. <laughs> he's getting old. Yeah. He is getting old. <laughs> Like uh, having all that inside of your head ages you. I think all that horror and scariness. Oh yeah. Right, you guys want to hear some fun facts about Maine? Ooh, let's go. All right. So uh, 99% of blueberries in the USA <laughs> came from Maine. There's, Dude, shout out blueberries. Nice. Blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a big hill in Maine called Blueberry Hill. My family used to go there a lot to pick blueberries and bring them home. My mom can cook like anything too. Ooh, so she make a like, nice. blueberry pie and then make jam out of blueberries. <laughs> and then 95% of toothpicks in the USA came from Maine big like lumber industry there <laughs> my uh my grandpa is a lumberjack like he was a lumberjack he's oh. a main logger for like 30 years that's dope yeah just go up like way up north like way past where i live just like four hours north there's no like people living up in northern maine it's just like lumber just forest yeah <laughs> i think 90 i think i saw that 90 percent of maine is forest and yeah he's just a logger that's <laughs> so, wild lot of wood up there <laughs> uh 90 of lobster in usa is from maine 
Yeah. Okay. Believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> I you believe that one. That? I could not believe lobster. that. <laughs> <laughs> it probably came from Maine. No way. <laughs> and it's cheaper to eat in Maine too. Eat oh. lobster in Maine. I think like, October is like lobster season. That's when it's cheapest. Like you can get lobster for like eight bucks a pound. Uh, Out here it's like twenty five bucks a pound. I'm gonna go full bro science real quick. <laughs> bro science. But did you know that lobster used to be a meal considered? They would feed it to inmates as a punishment. The poor man's chicken. That's right. It I was really that. low class. The lobster is a cousin of the cockroach. They're in the same family. So like arthropods. How did it go from knows. being poor man's food to hella rich man food? PR, I'm sure. Marketing. Oh, yeah, just over time, I guess. <laughs> Some salty dude in Maine was like, I've had enough. Like lobster's good, <laughs> yeah. I promise. <laughs> then we realized like we're the only Tricked state the that has it. That has like that good stuff. <laughs> like, wait, we can like gotta capitalize on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism, bro. When you go to like another state and eat chowder or lobster are you like oh man this is not this is not like home <laughs> um sometimes depends yeah. on the place i had red lobster like recently and i was pretty happy i think because i've been in utah for so long you had red lobster or you went to the establishment red lobster i went to the restaurant red lobster <laughs> and i ate some red lobster <laughs> and then stack up huh did it was it all right no yeah it was good it was what? good we had mussels with it too i had some mussels so good yeah it's been a minute since i had lobster i go back like yearly and i it's just like what i live off when i'm there nice. yeah are there any restaurants you'd recommend to anybody visiting um i think it's called reds reds eats it's reds in eats. uh i forget where it is where it's at i think it's near freeport in maine but yeah reds eats you, you can google it it's like the most famous like it's not even like a restaurant. It's a stand. It's like a no. lobster stand, like right next to the ocean. We'll go. But it's That's like, what's up. yeah. It's what do you like get there? Network. What I okay. get there? Lobster yeah. rolls. Okay. <laughs> I get lobster rolls, <laughs> fried lobster surprise, and uh, fried shrimp, deep fried shrimp. So good though. Dope, dope. Cool. What else you got on the list? Uh, oh yeah, uh, the main accent. It's kind of like. <laughs> well, I don't need to talk about the accent. You guys will hear it as I talk, but you kind of drop the R's. You probably notice that. Mm. The mainest would be like, I don't know, you go to the Baba shop. Um, we wear Carhartt. You're wearing Carhartt right now. Charlie. I'm wearing Carhartt. Charlie's wearing Carhartt. Yeah. <laughs> My smartphone. Smartphone. See, he's got it down. <laughs> he's got it down already. He's in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, everyone's always makes fun of me whenever I ask for my khakis. Yeah. Like, Where are my khakis? And like, you're wearing them, bro. That's hilarious. <laughs> You know, the other day in uh, physics class at school, uh, they found out I was from Maine. They're like, how do you talk dirty? <laughs> and they were just like, how to, how to take, take off your khakis. <laughs> I was like, what? How to. I was like, they, they nailed it though. They were, I had to give them that. They were right. That's, That's exactly pretty funny. Because <laughs> either way, if it's hotter or harder, it's like both is applicable. Well, when I say those, people get them mixed up anyway. Like, man, it's freaking hot out today. <laughs> Like it's hard. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's hot. That's what I meant. It's hot. <laughs> That's and like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> does your hot. does your accent dull? Have you noticed? Yeah. 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 Sean does the same thing. We're like, where's well, Sean from? Well, I'm from everywhere, but I lived down in Kentucky for a little bit. So whenever I talk to them, I just start he picking gets out my southern draw again. <laughs> when he gets around those Kentuckians, bro. <laughs> Kentucky's south of the Dixie borderline, right? I don't know, dude. I think it might be. It's at, considered the South, though, right? Yeah, it is yeah, considered the okay. South. They consider themselves the South. Okay. <laughs> they are the South. Do you know Danville, Kentucky? Uh-uh. Uh, my dad went to high school there. Oh, cool. He lived in Kentucky for a while. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've never been to like the deep South, though. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like scared to go to the South. 
Uh, for good reason. For well, good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I had some Georgians move in next door to me up in Fairfield, Maine, and I could not understand them. It was like, I'm going to go basketball. Something about basketball. And I kid you not, the kid that was my age, his mom was his sister. Shut up. No, I kid you not. <laughs> like, his brother was like missing an arm. Like, he was just born with an arm and had like <laughs> a deformed face. Dude, they scared me of the South now. Oh, bro. <laughs> That's an X-Files That's uh, an episode. episode yeah. have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love watching, like, Bama versus LSU, like, college football, but... R- roll Tide. <laughs> roll Tide. <laughs> no, I, I will never go down. I'm, like, scared to go down there. So, I'm 100% scared. his sister was his mom? Dude, 100%. Yeah. Oh, That's my God. Yeah. My brother confirmed it. Like, he, like, knew them pretty well. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. There are some normal people down there. If you ever go, I'll be the tour guide because I'll understand thank, what they're saying. You. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Sweet. That's hilarious. Well, it's not <laughs> hilarious, but it is what it is. So that's what I'll say. <laughs> that's what I'll say about that. So <laughs> um the weather in Maine is pretty brutal. Uh like the winters are so bad. I like the winters here in uh Utah. I just wish it snow more. Like there's no snow on the ground right now, but especially this winter. There's last like winter no was snow. way better. I think it snowed like yesterday, and it's like it's still it's not even on the ground. It's, it's all melted. It's yeah. melted. Yeah, 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 yeah. it yeah. sucks. In Maine, it's probably like six feet high right now, <laughs> and that's why I love going snowshoeing in Maine, because like you'll be like walking among like treetops. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's so dope. You can go anywhere. Like you can't drive through the forest. You can literally <laughs> just walk around it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Snowmobiling's fun too, especially on like fresh powder. That'd be sick. Um, yeah, winter. Usually it starts snowing sometimes October, November. Like I had football games where it's like they had to plow the football field <laughs> back in high school before the games. Um, but yeah, I can usually it starts like pounding us in like December. Nice. Oh, damn. And we'll have we'll have like a bunch of snow all the way till May. Which wow. sucks. Yeah. Wow. So um, you have like that's hardcore four dude. or five months of not snow. Yeah, and it'll, and it's not just like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and during the winter, it'll be like freezing the whole time like it's just like normal to like be below zero yeah and so we always wear like our long johns and like wool wool socks and our when, car hearts when's like the best time to go visit best time to visit mean yeah are you into like snowmobiling or i mean snowboarding or are you like summer i would like to go like i'm trying to hiking catch out fall. in the woods and stuff oh yeah you want to go to acadia yeah yeah um july july are okay. you are you okay with the humidity uh, yeah, I mean, we had humidity in Ohio okay. and New York. <laughs> Maybe August because like June, July are like the rain season. Okay. I remember like summer of 2008, it rained for 20 days straight. <laughs> okay. There's nothing but like playing Uno indoors <laughs> for like 20 days. Just <laughs> ruining friendships for 20 days? <laughs> skip, skip, draw eight, draw eight. Go to hell, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just like getting my butt kicked by my brothers for 20 days straight, playing some like PlayStation 1. Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> that's that was the memories that come back. That's me. That's a sex tricky. Okay. Okay. IRL. Um, once it like does thaw and melt all the snow, uh, we don't call it spring. We call it mud season because <laughs> it's literally just like mud and it floods everyone's basements and then like the whole earth is just like muddy for like months. It floods basements with mud. Uh, water too. Okay, but yeah, mud. <laughs> <laughs> Your basement is just a sinkhole of mud. Oh, oh gosh. Oh no, yeah, everyone is everybody's basements flood. It's common. Ask any Mena. That's what. 
You'd think they'd stop making basements, maybe. <laughs> Dude, in California, there's like no basements. So when I moved to in same in Arizona, like they thing. don't do basements. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know same in Arizona, Hawaii, yeah. yeah. no, no basements. Interesting. Huh? Is it floods. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> flood. It's just not a thing there. Where do you hide I your mean, dead bodies? Uh, in the ocean. In the ocean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Until they wash up. Again. In the shark. <laughs> feed them to the numa numa pua. Uh, 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 yep. What are that fish is called? <laughs> exactly. Um, so no, Hawaiians eat them. Sorry. Okay. No. Hawaiians eat them. <laughs> after uh, the mud season, when it is summertime, it's like really, really green. Because, like I said, it's like 90% forest, a whole bunch of botany everywhere. Super green. Um, but it's like way humid. So it'll be like. We never get into the 90s. Like, we get into the 90s sometimes in the summertime, like maybe a few times. We'll get like 91 sometimes. I went this past summer for a buddy's wedding, and it was like 91. And you were shocked. <laughs> it happened to be in the 90s on an outdoor wedding. Oh, gosh. But yeah, um, if it's not raining, then yeah, it's going to be like in the 80s. It's usually like really cloudy. A lot of overcast will be like in the 70s. Mm. But it'll be 100% humidity. Like all throughout the summer, so you're just like drenched in sweat. Well, the whole time, you're just like a smelly, <laughs> like redneck. It's like Thailand, huh? It's like Thailand, yeah. yeah. Sounds lovely. Same as the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, yep. sweaty rednecks, dude. They're sweaty just like rednecks. my favorite thing. Put away your flannels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, oh yeah, everybody loves the the autumn time there. Like people all over will come here or come there to uh, Maine for autumn just to see the foliage change colors. Do you guys It'll, hate those people? Nah, well, depends. If like if you're in the industry, like I have to put up with all these people. Or if, like I remember going like apple picking one time. And it was like all these like all these like other people from like New York, Michigan, there. I'm like, dude, save some apples for like the natives. Yeah, um, yeah. we grew here. <laughs> I grew this, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and fall lasts a long time there. Yeah, it's like, like the leaves are there. like here in Utah. It lasts one week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the leaves are gone. They all fall off. Yeah, we have like, they have like a foliage, like scale, like grid there. And they'll like post, like, hey, this is like the zenith point of our foliage. Like, now's the best time. It's like all orange, yellow, and yellow, and uh, bright green and stuff like that. And they'll tell you that's the best time to go out and go into like Acadia National Park or yeah. go to Dope. onto the mountains and the hills. It looks like the hills are on fire sometimes. It's so pretty. That's, that's wild. Stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I want to see it. We'll do it. Did you grow up telling stories or with urban legends? <laughs> no. No, I don't think I did. I have to ask my mother. <laughs> I, I was a good story like writer in, in like elementary school. Okay. Yeah. That's another thing. I heard here like out west, like California, Arizona, Utah, they say elementary, but everyone back east says elementary. Elementary hmm. school? Yeah, elementary school. Well, dude, I f- they're making me feel stupid now because I'm the only one that says it that way. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm pretty sure it's elementary people. <laughs> yeah, we just called it homeschool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was homeschooled here? <laughs> was your teacher hot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we lived in Kentucky. Are you bro. the one who moved to uh, next door? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean's like, uh, don't you remember me when I moved in next door to you? <laughs> yeah, this is getting weird now. <laughs> Thought he'd recognize me by now. <laughs> Were you valedictorian? Mm, no, but I was our pro football player. <laughs> Sean was definitely the coolest in his high school. So. Yeah, yeah. out of my five brothers and sisters. <laughs> nice. That's so funny. So, but growing up, you didn't have like a lot of like story sharing or like 
it sounded like you just had like a lot of experiences from what you shared. Yeah, I mean, coming out here to Utah, I just could tell people like Maine is a different planet compared to this place. I just like compare and contrast a lot of things. I'm like, dude, in Maine we do it this way, or yeah, I think now I tell a lot of stories. Cool. Well, let's get into them, dude. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So should I share that story about Stephen King's uh, first witness? first death that you've witnessed yeah yeah so when stephen king was like four years old he lived in like portland south westbrook area and him and like his little like neighbor friend were out playing on the train tracks and they're both like four years old they're pretty young and um they're following the tracks until they're on a bridge that went over like a little a little i almost said creek (laughs) in utah they say creek but it's creek it goes over like a river We'll we'll call it that and they felt the tracks rumbling and they saw a train was coming from the other side so they turned around and just booked it to get off that bridge and i guess little four-year-old stephen king was fast was faster because he got off the bridge and turned around and he he witnessed his four-year-old friend get plowed by a train and a lot of people today think that uh that was like you know one of the big influences on why he's like uh the way he is the way he is <laughs> and why he's he has demons in his brain and he's able to like write scary movies and write scary books. Yeah, that's wild. It definitely, I mean, you don't like come out of that not affected. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess like he, uh, he went home and like, like was not responding to his parents, was just in shock until <laughs> like found out like what he, what had happened. Yikes. Has anyone here seen anyone die? Yeah. Besides me. Anyone, I mean, I've around. never watched somebody die. I've seen dead bodies, but that's like is that a too viewing dark? at a funeral. But is that oh. too dark? That's what a dark we'll go question, for bro. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin, do you want to talk about it or no? Uh, yeah, I was just holding my grandma's hand when she died. Oh, okay, that's sweet. That's okay, but not hit by a trainer. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to a mine. Okay. It's it's on the list. <laughs> we'll get there. Um but yeah, so uh I'm kinda glad that happened, Stephen King, because now he writes great books. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was the influence for the movie Content. Stand By Me. <laughs> Silver lining. <laughs> so if anyone's ever seen uh Stand By Me where there's that scene where they're on the train tracks and the train comes, I think that's where the influence came from. It has Pro- to be. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But in the stand by me version, no one gets that's true. No one gets plowed by this train <laughs> yeah. in the movie. <laughs> no spoiler. That movie came out in like the eighties. Yeah, you yeah. haven't seen it. That's yeah. your own damn fault. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the rule on like spoilers? It's like twenty three years. <laughs> right? I didn't know there was a number. I think South Park said it was twenty three years. Oh, then we're good. <laughs> they're okay, they're yeah, gods. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, let's jump right into like a personal story. Well, this one's my my dad told me the story. I was a little kid when this happened, but uh Oof. My dad was working at an insane asylum in Maine in the 90s, the late 90s. And he was like a patient care tech. Or I think he's like a med tech. So he'd take care of these uh, schizophrenic, insane people. And it's funny, the insane asylum that he worked at now uh, is abandoned. And so it's like this empty hospital with like plants growing all over it. And it's just like creepy and abandoned. The parking lot's got like grass growing in it between the cracks. And it's super creepy looking. I looked it up on Google Images the other day. <laughs> it looks like, uh, I don't know, something you'd see in like a Stephen King movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys ever seen uh, that Natalie Portley 
Natalie Portman movie, uh, Annihilation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ground yeah. Zero, like everything's like mm-hmm. growing plants on it. That's what it looks like now. Whoa. But um, he's telling me one night, he worked the graveyard shift and um, he went into a patient's room because he could hear like, he's making noise in there. I guess he's going in to like give some med rounds, give him some medicine. And he went in, the lights were all off. And as he opened the door, like it shone light on the guy. And he's like sitting there on the ground covered in fecal matter. It's like covered in his own crap. And he had a knife. He doesn't know where he got a, a knife. I don't know if it was a butter knife or a katana, but he had a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like carving into the ground. Oh. Just like repeating something. Probably I smell like crap or something like that. I don't know what I don't know what he's saying, but he's just like just carving into like the tiles, making this like that annoying like screechy noise, like fingernails on chalkboards. Yep. Ugh. And my dad's uh. like, What the frig is this? <laughs> And uh, he said it took like a few nurses, him and security to get this poop covered guy in the shower and get a knife away from him. They didn't want to touch him, you know, but they didn't want yeah, to have yeah, a knife. Yeah. yeah. And he said it was just like super creepy. He said like it gave him nightmares after that. Oh. He's going to open the door and there's going to be like a guy with a knife in the darkness. Uh, we have a buddy who works in the jail here in Utah and they have a name for guys like that. They call him. Pucasas, because <laughs> usually, like he he's in charge of intaking people. Yeah. So he gets them straight uh, yeah. from the street oh, man. when the drugs are still in their system. Uh, yeah. And he says, like, way more often than should ever happen is homeboys just start writing on the walls in their in their fecal matter. Uh, so they're like, oh, we got another Picasso and like so so like, eight. <laughs> so that's a thing. So, man. Yeah. Okay. He also said uh, anything you could imagine up a dude's butt. Um, He's had to oh my help take out, out and process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, Lord, glamorous life that is. <laughs> yeah, never will I ever work out of jail. <laughs> Did you know? Quick sidetrack. They have a, like a restaurant at the jail, bro. I heard, and the inmates, the inmates cook for you. I don't, and know. I heard. I've heard from multiple people that the food tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> laughing in the distance so i could go up to the jail right now for a meal like as a date night I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. hey you want to go to you know the jail my girlfriend <laughs> wants to so bad go for a date like a double date she's been planning with someone else do you know what it's called Whatever you want i don't know correctional facility <laughs> i don't know what it's yeah i don't know i don't know what the hours Let's are the yelp ratings <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the shiv (laughs) (laughs) the chum bucket (laughs) that's so funny anyway i'm gonna try that now that you mentioned that i'm gonna look into that (laughs) you let me know (laughs) i'll let you know bro um oh yeah another story he had from working the insane asylum was uh he went into like another patient's room to like give meds do whatever he opens the door and same thing it's a all black rooms just dark and their lights are off he walks in to like check on the patient and he's not in there. And then out of nowhere, he just jumps on him. Like, I guess he's up on a table from the corner and just like tackled him and starts like wailing on my dad <laughs> and just like start attacking him. My dad like starts yelling and a bunch of nurses come in. It's funny because this is the, probably the most traumatic moments in your dad's life and you're just laughing. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> my dad got beat up. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make it creepy. That <laughs> He told it. I don't know. I think I laughed when he told me the story, actually. You're yeah. <laughs> savage. But continue. So, a nurse. Yeah, the security nurses had like pull him off and they're like, all right, we need to drug up this guy. Like, what is up with him? 
schizophrenic or something like that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's yeah, so scary. That's so much power. If you see a dude like covered in crap with a knife, like what do you do? Uh, quit, resign. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's like playing he, with like cheat codes. He's okay. Like you can't touch him. You can't like you the know, unlimited he, he can life. Have that knife. You can <laughs> yeah. have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. (sighs) I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light. Lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you're needing, if that's something that's missing... Give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am. And you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3am. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Another story I have is about uh, my uh, relatives. I'm going to change their names in the story, but these are relatives of mine. Uh, this one's kind of bad. But um, we'll call them Dave and Thomas. Okay. Um, and they were staying at my house. They were living at my house at the time. We shared a room. I remember like... I was only like 11 or 12, maybe 13. I don't know. I was young. And they're they both like way older than me, both like seven years older than me. And I remember Dave came up to the room. He's like, he came up to Tom. He's like, dude, are you ready for our adventure tonight? And he's like, yeah, bro. They party. So I was like, can I come? Like, I want an adventure. This sounds sick. And um, they said I couldn't come. And I remember they just like walked out of the house. And from the window, I was kind of like watching them with teardrops coming down my cheeks. <laughs> I watched them leave. And... I guess what happened was they went to a party. Um, they were doing drugs. <laughs> and Dave started like rubbing pills into his eyes. But I didn't even know that's, that you could get high that way. Yeah. So I guess like weed and alcohol wasn't good enough that night. <laughs> He's like, no, I need to take an oxy to my eyeball. <laughs> oxy to <Retina>. my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like rubbing it until his eyes get like beat red. Ooh. And really that high. retina rolling, dude. Yeah, retina rolling. <laughs> He's wicked high by now. And uh, I guess Thomas told me was um, he was playing with like a knife and he's getting like violent with it, like in the middle of this party. He's just like messing around and playing operation with people, just like slicing oh. at them. And so Thomas was like trying to grab the knife from him and they got into like a fight over the knife. And Dave started like swinging at him, almost cutting his throat a few times. And this is right as they were like, the party was ending. They were going to go home. They were to call the cab, but they wanted to take the knife away from Dave before they, they leave the party. And um, uh, I guess like 
he just starts like chasing him around the house with a knife. Bro. So Thomas is like, I'm out of here. So he just like runs out the door, runs to the cab, hops in. He's like, go, 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 go. And the cab's like, shit, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and he just like sees like Dave chasing him <laughs> with a knife. So the, the taxi just like peels out and drives away with crazy guy chasing him with a knife down the street. And uh, Thomas comes back home at like 3, 4 a.m. And he just like wakes me up in my bed. He's like, bro, Ethan. Dave like rubbed pills in his eyes and he's like telling it to me like really quick. Like, he rubbed pills in his eyes. He, he has a knife and he's chasing me. And I'm, I'm, I'm can, he, he asked me, can I, can I sleep in the bed with you? I'm afraid Dave is going to come up to me in my sleep and stab me. And I'm like, well, he know he knows where we live, bro. Like he's going to kill both of us in our sleep. Like you let him back home. Like, he's like on the street. You with a knife. You've killed us all. <laughs> You've killed us all. Current mode. Survive. <laughs> And so um, we're like super scared. We couldn't fall asleep. So we're just like cuddling in the bed together, me and Thomas. And I think eventually we fall asleep. But we're just like so paranoid that Dave is just going to break into the house with a knife and start like stabbing us in our sleep. But uh, no, we wake up the next morning and the sun is shining. It's bright in our room. We look over to the bed next to us and there's Dave just sleeping. And we're like... Does, does he have the knife with him? <laughs> and we're like, go, go save this knife in his hand. <laughs> and we're like, like, we like wake up and we're like standing over him. Like, I don't see a knife. Is it under the pillow? We're like, he's not going to kill us. Like, all right, we're, we're, we're good. Right. We're good. And um, yeah, he wakes up. He's like, what's up, bros? What's up, guys? And he's like back to normal. He's no longer like a psycho killer. <laughs> but hey, Thomas is like, bro, I'm so mad at you. Like right now, like, don't even talk to me today. Like you were literally trying to kill me. He's like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, I don't even I blacked out at Butt Naked Uno. Like, I don't know. I don't remember anything last night. So what did we learn, guys? <laughs> it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> no pills in your eyes. Dude, I have a, a, I have a friend back home in California whose brothers were intense. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I like that. They're, they're, so they're one intense. story was they, the oldest brother made a piece of uh, – he, he was making toast. And so he put bread in the toaster and turned it on and like went to go grab something and came back. And the middle brother, I'm friends with the youngest one. Okay. So every time going to his house was like, you might not make it out alive. <laughs> it, was, it was like, it was scary, bro. They were that intense. It was, dude. Wicked intense. They had a huge long staircase and I watched as one of my other friends got kicked in the chest down the stairs by the middle brother. I've always wanted to do that. Bro, the Spartan I was like, style. Yeah, this is Sparta. So anyway, so back to the back to the toast. He makes the toast. He like walks away. The middle brother comes in and starts eating his toast. And Uh-oh. it turns into they both grab kitchen knives and start cutting each other like on the arms and stuff. And the mom came in and was just like, both of you are paying for your own medical bills oh like this gosh. is stupid you guys <laughs> oh my gosh one time so uh the middle brother would get pretty faded and they would lock his ass out because he would get violent yeah i've seen that happen to a few relatives before <laughs> so my my friend's sleeping and in the middle of the night he hears keep in mind he's a uh, second story on uh, his house yeah and he hears a uh, and he opens his eyes and someone is knocking on his window his second story window and he's like like terrified right reminds me of like aladdin when like he comes up <laughs> yeah. to like jasmine's like balcony on the carpet totally <laughs> <laughs> and so he opens his blinds 
and his drunk ass brother is standing there and he's like let me in <laughs> they locked me out and he's like he's like yelling at him like you piece of shit you idiot like da 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 and finally he's like let me in he's like okay I'll let you in so he goes downstairs Wait, how is he up there though magic carpet he goes downstairs opens the door and he's like he's calling for his brother looking around and he said a body just goes <laughs> and his, his brother fell from the second story. His brother scaled the side of the house in like a drunken stupor somehow and was on a ledge. I'm like telling you, two inches thick, dude. Oh, he just free soloed the house just on yeah. his toes. Just like, but he comes cute like <laughs> he comes falling down like right in front of my friend and he was just like, you idiot. Turn around, went back to bed, but it just reminded me of that. Oh, man. <laughs> Everything's comedy, dude. Oh, man. Oh, next door I have is uh, coyote hunting. Do you guys go coyote hunting here? Do you want any hunting? I have never. I've never been hunting. But you I get want paid to. for it up there too? Yeah. 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 yeah there's, a, there's a bounty on coyotes, dude. They're all over mm. the farms. and How much livestock. for a head? Uh, or how does it work? I don't remember. Mm. But I know it's like per head though. Okay. I can't remember if it's like 55 or what. Bucks? Yeah. Bro, I would be Make a coyote, coyote killer. Maybe 55? <laughs> dude, I would be... Fully dipped in coyote fur, head to toe. I would murder all the coyotes. So this is like my senior year of high school. My buddy Robert has a farm, and uh, he has a uh, a dead calf that passed away during birth, and so that's what he uses for bait. So on his farmland, they own some land. They put it out at like a bottom of the hill, and he grabbed me at like five a.m. We went over and we just like perched up on top of like a snowy like hill. We both had like Springfields. And he just like laid it out like on the bottom of the hill. And so we have like a perfect like little perch where we're at to snipe them. And sure enough, they come. It was uh, still dark outside too. And we could just see their eyes. And Robert takes the first shot. Gets the first one like right in the head. He's a good aim. Uh, He's got a good shot. And so we're picking off these coyotes left and right. And they run off into like the, once we shot a few, they ran away from like the meadow. Kind of went into like the tree line. And we can still kind of see their eyes because they're kind of like peeking like who's shooting us. And we're still kind of shooting like these eyeballs that we see in the tree line. And we're just kind of like focusing and aiming, looking to the scopes. And then we just hear like a growl from behind us. And so we both like turn around like real quick. And we see like these two eyes probably like five feet away from us. And I almost like yelled, but Robert turned around real quick and shot it. And it was a coyote like right behind us. Like that one smart one of the pack, one behind us. Yeah, it probably smells or something. But I was like, dude, that thing almost ate us alive. Like, I can't believe that that almost just happened. How big? Like a large dog? Uh, yeah, like a large dog. Dude, that's terrifying. Picture like your average Baxter. Average, huh? Baxter? KS. Or what dog is? Dog name. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that Spanish? You speaking Spanish yeah. to me? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I don't know. Like a, like a little house husky. Not like a big husky. But like a that's still terrifying. I wouldn't want to go up against that. Wow. Do you know that coyotes are insanely smart? Okay, that's how it knew that to do that to us. They're insanely smart. Okay. So like this is a ton of tactics they do is if they want to kill a dog, they have one of them basically befriend it. And so one of them will go and like play with it that's until it's comfortable. Evil. It will go near it a ton of times. It will until it's like acclimated uh-huh. and then it will try to get it to follow it. And if you there's been a lot of like footage, they've documented it or whatever. Yeah, but like one coyote gets it to follow it and like 13 coyotes will be waiting down ambush. the hill and they yeah. ambush. Yeah, they ambush and Just kill. It's like the Taliban. 
or they know. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> exactly. <though. laughs> or they, there's like some communities where they know. <laughs> Habibi's all like, "Let's go hang out." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> damn. <laughs> That time I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) My wife can make excellent gold for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What were you saying, though? (laughs) Yeah, what were you saying? Uh, Like, some coyotes, they live near old folks' homes and stuff like that. Mm. And they know that the old folks are old folks. Oh, no. Yeah. So they run up and eat their dogs. Like old folks will be walking their oh, like. I thought you were going to say they eat the old folks. I, I, That's they, where I thought that was going yeah, to actually. They have killed. Like there your, is your documented. Walker's not going to fight me off. Like, I'm getting this old man. <laughs> With the tennis balls. Those <laughs> yeah. are soft ass. <laughs> they have. There is like a, a a case where they have killed like a 24 year or like a. She was like in her 20s or teens. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Coyotes killed an eater. Where but, was that at? Like here in Utah? I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. In the USA though. But they know that the old people won't do shit. So they run up and eat their small dogs. <laughs> like take them from them. They just have to watch. Yeah. No, and I was. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. When I was. Uh, life alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. My dog's falling and they can't get up. <laughs> but yeah. So coyotes are extremely smart. So it makes sense. One of them was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go see what's up. Yeah. I had no yeah. clue. <laughs> That's terrifying. So like all You're like, like shooting them out and he's like, get them. <laughs> like we'll wait in the tree line you go get him <laughs> we had a lot of coyote hide that day That's yeah he wild. got paid pretty well too i think yeah i think it was like 45 or 55 per head it was fun too besides like almost dying <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that part <laughs> um i have a story with uh some like childhood friends and i i had like my neighbors fairfield maine gabe jordan and i we're all like the same age and we lived like uh gabe lived to the left of me and then jordan lived across the street from me we lived in like a little neighborhood my hometown is like seven thousand people in it damn yeah and so a uh, cute little community um <laughs> yeah we hung out a lot we uh we had like sleepovers and stuff we called ourselves like the trio Ooh. <laughs> we had a lot of fun <laughs> but we were um gabe's backyard had like a tree house that we're sleeping in one summer night it's probably like 10 feet off the ground we use a ladder to get up there and we had like a lantern we went to the packy right next to us which is a <laughs> um back east it's called a, a package store is a liquor store oh, okay i think you guys call it liquor store out here or just like a just like a bodega like a like a little corner store we got yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah. go there for liquor we were we were 13 so we went there and got like beef jerky pringles slim jims slim jims <laughs> <laughs> swedish fish oh damn. okay whatchamacallits yep. um moxie that's like a drink in maine it's, it's a soda only in maine huh. moxie i love that stuff a lot of people think it's gross it was originally a like cough medicine <laughs> but i wonder why they soda. think it's gross so it's basically just like carbonated cough medicine flavored soda oh so good oh so good i'm gonna try it when i go though no like i'd try it tbh um Maple syrup, like candy, like those. Have you guys ever had that? Like uh-uh. maple syrup, like suckers. Nope. No, you never had that. That's not a thing. Maple syrup is candy. <laughs> <laughs> Just got the bottle. <laughs> yeah, we got bottles, <laughs> popping bottles of maple syrup. They didn't go for the liquor; they went for the syrup. That's what it was. <laughs> Deep throat in that Aunt Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you hear from our treehouse. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
your, your dad's like, I pray to Allah that there's Aunt Jemima in that in that treehouse. Boys. You're not even in college yet. Just kidding. Let's move on. Let's move on. We did just hit puberty. We were 15. <laughs> but uh, we had like our sleeping bags, pillows, and uh, we like covered like all the cracks in the wall with like blankets and stuff. We stayed up like just like telling stories and um, talking about girls, telling scary stories. And we stayed up and ate food. We did get jumped at one point. Gabe's dad is he. <laughs> so I got to say it nicely in case he hears this. Let's just say he's hairy. No, I want to say it. he so looks like Sasquatch. He, um, we were just like telling scary stories. Gabe's dad just like, like our, our little door was just like a blanket dangling down. He like sticks his hairy arms and like grabs one of us. He grabbed Gabe and we all were like so scared. We're like, oh my God, scared us so bad. But, um, after he scared us, we went to bed middle of the night. We, uh, we could, we can just hear like something running around below us, like a, almost like a dog, just like running around like the dead leaves and then the grass just like rustling around. And we're like, what is that? And so, like, we shine the lantern, and we can't see anything. We're shining, like, our flashlights. Um, and it kind of, like, ran away. And we can just see, like, red eyes in the distance. Like, what animal has red eyes? And we were in the Boy Scouts, too. We don't know any animals that were in the red, had red <laughs> eyes, too. <laughs> I didn't have my, like, Boy Scout ecology book with me that night. But we were like, what? <laughs> what is it? Another just coyote? finished the Wild Animal Merit Badge. <laughs> Red eyes, nope, nothing. So like, this thing is creepy. And we don't think it could have been a dog because it kept on standing up. Oh. Yeah, like it'd be like low and then get up on like two two hind legs. We're like, what is this thing back here? Like chupacabra? We don't know. We're getting freaked out because it was like kept on getting like right below us. Like, is, can this thing climb ladders? Can it jump? We're getting super freaked out. And so we just decided that um, next time like backs away from the treehouse, we're just going to jump out and sprint to the back door of Gabe's house. And um, so, like, we threw, like, food at it. And we, like, hucked it, like, out in the wilderness into the darkness. And, it, like, followed it. And that's where, like, one, two, three. We, we all jump out. We land. And we just, like, sprint. And then we can hear, like, chasing behind oh. us. Oh, gosh. And Jordan just starts screaming, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we just, like, run. And, to, and then, like, we just, like, run into the door. Open it, run in, and as I close the door behind me, I look back and it's right there behind me, just like chilling. And I just like slam the door shut on it, like, what the frig was that? What it looked like? What it looked like? Yeah, it was still dark, bro. I don't know. It was just like it had red eyes. It looked like I don't know, like a tall Dobby from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> it had like these like um, German Shepherd ears. Should have threw it a sock. <laughs> <laughs> Be free. Yeah. Well, what kind of food did you throw it? Uh, Are you we carrying like a raw steak. <laughs> <laughs> we threw like a candy bar at it, like oh. a Snickers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just threw stuff at it. We went and got a flashlight, and then we were shining through the window of that back door, just like looking around back there. We couldn't find it. Oh, it was oh. creepy though. What if it was like a hairless dog on two legs? Oh, true. Never mind. <laughs> well, some dogs can learn tricks. I don't know. <laughs> it was creepy. Damn. Oh, hmm. It's probably the offspring of your neighbor's brother mom oh you're right i didn't even think of that wait for sure that's what it was you know what the georgians had moved in that same summer that's that had to have been he's, he's like, i'm a crime against god 
wanting to be acknowledged. Yeah. <laughs> wanting to get in this treehouse party. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be invited to come in though. <laughs> Damn. He operates under the, the laws of like demons and stuff. Yeah. Damn. Shout yeah, out shout I, out my inbreds. I think it was a demon. Yeah. One time I saw a video of these Russian guys walk around a town square. And they got like a hundred people to spit in a cup and they filled it up and the cup was clear and it was frothy and gray. <laughs> and then one of them drank it. For how much money? I just think was he paid for, for views. For, for the for views, fun, bro. For the the views. views. <laughs> and ever since then, I have a hardcore version to saliva. Not, <laughs> not a fan. Anyway, so let's get back to it. <laughs> All right, this next story is pretty intense, and I swear this is a true story. This one's uh, this one happened in a town called Hinkley, Maine, which is right next to Fairfield, Maine. Hinkley's a small town; it's got a lot of land. It's more like a countryside town. The population of Maine is or of Hinkley is fifty-seven people. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that until I had, I looked it up because I was trying to tell DJ, like, yeah, it's a small town. I think like 400 people. I Googled it and it's like 57. I was like, oh, <laughs> they got them numbered, like to the exact number. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of like snowmobiling trails in Hinkley. And so it's like public trails, so like anyone can go snowmobiling on them. And it goes like, it like weaves through the forest and stuff, goes into big meadows and hills. It's a lot of fun. There was this one guy, though. It was like, how do I tell the story? So I had a buddy named Dorian that had like a lived in an apartment in Hinkley, and it was kind of like off the main road. Behind his apartment was when like the trail starts, mm. and um, that's when it just like goes into the forest. Mm-hmm. And a guy tied like a wire from tree to tree, like a, a a wire about as thick as a number two pencil from tree to tree, with intentions to like clothesline some snowmobilers. And I guess that day, like a group of snowmobilers, probably like three people or three, um, you know, snowmobiles were going through the trail. And there was a couple that were leading the way, a dude and his girlfriend. And they go pretty fast. They go like 65, 70 miles per an hour. They go through the trail. They don't see the wire because they're going so fast. They get clotheslined and they get decapitated, both of them. This is the true story. Like, this really happened. They hit the wire. Both their heads come off. And they said that the their bodies and the snowmobile just keep on going down the trail. And so the snowmobilers behind them just, like, stop. And just, like, look at their heads still in the helmets, just, like, chilling on the gra- on the snow. Holy cow, dude. <laughs> dude, when you told that one in, like, the email you sent, I was, like, I screamed in the car. I was just driving by myself. <laughs> It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, okay. Dude, that's traumatic <laughs> for those two behind them. Dorian told me from his like bedroom window he could hear screaming. <gasps> yeah. Bro. And you said they never caught the person who put it up there. Yeah, or... the police came. Um, the family and everybody like showed them like what happened. They followed the trail until they saw like the snowmobile hit like a tree and there was their bodies just bleeding out right there. They were looking for like snow prints and stuff. Uh, fingerprints on the tree bark or whatever. Yeah, they couldn't find the guy. They have no clue who did that. Or girl. He or she. <laughs> One of those 57 <laughs> people. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, bro, it's a town of 57. <laughs> interviewing people. You should have that solved by the next day. Yeah. You just yell out the side, I know one of you did it. <laughs> but it's effing creepy Greg over there. <laughs> who bought wire at the yeah. The, the yeah. Who the dollar F bought general? wire? Yeah. They probably all live in that apartment building right there. <laughs> Low key, though, I've heard of cases like that. Yeah. And it is like. You know when you hear things and it makes you sick to your stomach? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like that's one of the scenarios. I'm like, what sick frick, dude? Dude, yeah. like four years ago here in Utah, there was a couple hiking up one of these trails in, on the east side mountains. And they come across one. I guess one of them felt like they shouldn't go any further. And by standing there, noticed that there was a booby trap on the trail. Someone had set like a trip wire that would trigger something from the trees to come and like stab them. Probably like a spiked log. Yeah. Almost like uh, Star Wars Episode 6, where, like the Ewoks have like Gondor. <laughs> exactly yeah. like yeah, that. Door. That's what I was thinking when you talked about like flying through the forest. Yeah, I was thinking like can booby trap like Goonies or like Star Wars. <laughs> like Star Wars, okay, yeah. That's but yeah, they I saw mean, that that's and, bad. like reported to the authorities when they never caught who it was that put it up there what though. The frig? Yeah. I think the reason I hate it is because we go hiking so much. Oh, it's do true. you guys? All the time. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah, all the time. So it's, it's 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 just gross to me. I don't know. Are you like paranoid now? Like you're going to look for like trip wires? There, there's times where I'll be like 100% where I'm like on a trail or something and it, that thought will come across my head and just ruin my time of being out there because now I'm like worried. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of you guys told me or I heard on the, one of the episodes, what's it called when like you're looking over an, an edge? And you hear like a voice. Call the of the void. Call of the void. Yeah. Jump. That's Sean's entire life. It is my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I always hear the call of the void. <laughs> just get close to the edge. Or, just do it. Yeah, when you're like, I just wonder what it would be like if I just drove into the median on the highway. Oh, I, I get that all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, it's <laughs> a thing. Like, yeah. what if I just like drilled this wall? Like, you're, In Utah, the highways have like big walls to like stop you. In Maine, you, you just go off the road and hit trees, <laughs> like into the forest. But here, like, there's a big cement wall. Like, what if I just drilled this going 80? That'd be wild. You'd be flat. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be wicked cool. So they never found the guy. No, nah, dude. I think that's, that's sketch, dude. Yeah. I don't think it was a native Hinkley person, though. I was going to say, do you think it was an outsider? Yeah. Because that, that doesn't make like, sense. Everybody before. knows where to go snowmobiling. Like, you just find the trails. It could have been a guy from anywhere. Yeah. Coming to do some homicide. Could have been Thomas or David. No, I'm just kidding. Those crazy, <laughs> intense guys. After rubbing some pills in the <laughs> eyes. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, this next story is not as intense. I call the story Cujo the cat. <laughs> you guys know about Cujo, Cujo right? Cujo the, the dog. Yeah, Cujo the dog, yeah. the Stephen King story, where he's like a rabid dog that just like goes insane and starts eating the people in town. For uh, our friend over here that hasn't that doesn't know that story, that's Cujo. And this story, like on my street in Fairfield, Maine, there was like a feral cat, and you can tell it's a feral cat because uh, the skin, like the fur is all messed up and patchy. And it looks weird. Like there's like the saber tooth tiger tiger on our street, and um, my brother and his buddy like approached it, and they were like trying to like I don't know what he was trying to do with this crazy cat, but it just like attacked him latched onto his elbow and he did that thing where he's spinning and the cat's just like <laughs> flying by like its jaws just spinning around and his his elbow starts like bleeding like wicked bad he finally like hucks it and gets it off him and his elbow's bleeding so bad he runs inside the house and it chases him and my buddy into uh into the house crazy <gasps> cat yeah i think like a week later 
so he had to get like a rabies shot too and get that cleaned up. It was deep though, like oh, deep into the elbow. <laughs> had to get, I think he had to get stitches too because it was like a deep laceration. Like a week later, I was going down to my basement to grab like the food storage. I think peanut butter or something like that down there. <laughs> mud, <laughs> peanut butter and mud. Yeah, making a nice peanut butter mud sandwich. Um, open the door. And I start going down the stairs into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> this had to happen to me too. I hate this. And freaking Cujo, the cat, just jumps out and just like attacks me. Starts clawing at me. I'm like, don't freak! Screw the peanut butter! I just run up the stairs and just slam the door. And I told my parents, like, Cujo, that cat is down in our basement. How did it get down there? Like, we do have like another basement door. Uh, that leads outside to our backyard. I must have gotten in there. So somehow. Cujo can open doors. I, it <laughs> got through a hole or something. I don't know. It was in our basement, just like waiting for me to come closer oh into gosh. the darkness. They're trying to finish off your brother, dude. <laughs> I think that's what I was going for. Yeah. I hate that that happened to me. We, Maybe it belonged so to the Georgia scary. family. <laughs> <laughs> just blame everything on them. <laughs> Get him, Cujo. <laughs> we like talk. Walkie talkie. I don't know why. Yeah. I did that. Cujo's like, Roger that. <laughs> Over and out. Uh, we talked about this in a previous episode when I asked you, have you guys ever like had to fight fight a cat? Do you remember that when I asked you? Fist fight a cat. <laughs> like, have you ever had a, a cat like attack you? It's truly terrifying. You think it's like cool because it's small and you're like, oh, I could handle that. But when a cat is legit trying to attack you. It is terrifying. It's like the scariest thing ever. <laughs> you, you become instantly so small, and the cat just like owns you. <laughs> and it's so fast. Like they are so fast. I know you. You like can't do anything. They yeah. just like they wreck you. So imagine like a mountain lion. I I can't even <laughs> imagine what that would be like. Oh yeah, you, you guys have mountain lions here, don't you? Yeah, you, you do too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, none of us are from here. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. None of y'all. Yeah, we're not from here. But cool. I used to go do. exploring all the time at night, like on the Alpine Loop. I just drive up there all the time. I don't Sean know where and that I, is, but oh, it's like up in the mountains, okay. where the mountain lions live. Yeah, back behind Tim. <laughs> okay. Sean and I spent like a summer looking for an abandoned graveyard up there, and then someone who's from here was like, "Bro, you should be careful." And I was like, "Why?" I'm not afraid of like people. <laughs> and then he's like, no, like mountain lions kill bikers all the time. And I'm no. like, what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's mountain lions up there. We got to be careful. Cujo, big Cujos. <laughs> yeah. Grande Cujos. Cujos. And these aren't these Georgian Cujos. <laughs> <laughs> these are mountain Utah Cujos. Dude, you doing like that microphone, like that walkie talkie to like the cat. I remember of a story. I listened to uh ridiculous history podcast there was like the f the during the cold war the cia put like a little uh tracking device and a cat a micro a microphone in its ear and like a little like remote control like thing in its ribs and they did like a surgery on the cat so they could like control the cat and like steer it with a remote control uh-huh they they brought it to uh, russia during the cold war in the like 70s and they could literally like steer the cat they're gonna have the cat like walk towards like a Russian combine and like just so they could listen to like what they're saying and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And like that was like a real thing. They really did that. They really like walkie talkie their cats like you were yeah. saying. What happened to that cat though? The uh the van pulled up to the side of like the combine, dropped it off in the street, then like peeled away and they started like steer the cat towards the combine and it got drilled by a taxi. <laughs> oh god. They literally they spent years it and took, like it cost millions. So much money. And they had to like 
consistently convince their superiors that this was a good idea. Because at one point they're like, we're shutting your ass down. And they're like, no, 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 this will work. So it's like, it's go time. It's game time. Let's do this. They set the cat out and they pull away and they're like, let's bring down the USSR. And then and then seriously, as they let the cat go, a van just goes and just flattens the cat. And they only had that one cat. They had no backups. Wow. They Immediately. did something similar with uh, have you seen the beluga whale? They the Russians train like this beluga whale for like spying and it escaped and it lives. <laughs> it lives in this lake in like Sweden and they, there's like a name for it and there's like videos of this this beluga whale like someone like dropped their iPhone and it went down and grabbed it and like brought it back up to the person. Here you go comrade. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is our this phone. IPhone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our phone. Yeah. Um, there's another one where like these rugby players are throwing the ball out to it and it's like playing fetch and bring it back. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, that, it's that whale. It's kind it's of a spy that's whale. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> a runaway. In, the, in that He's same like, I'm episode, not about this life. <laughs> there was a real story in that same episode where the CIA or FBI had like a dolphin that had like a dart gun on its head and it could like jab. It could like poke, like headbutt, um, like spies that are like deep sea diving, and like they trained it to like to be able to like poke the guy, and the dart gun will shoot off its head. That's so absurd. Yeah, but but Katrina hit, and it flooded like the dolphin area, and it escaped into the Gulf of Mexico. And so after the Katrina, the FBI were like, "So we got like this killer dolphin. On uh, the loose. It's on the loose. <laughs> it's just going around popping life rafts now. Just." Sinking people. <laughs> um, that kind of reminded me of uh, I was having dinner with a bunch of friends from back home from Hoy last night, and my cousin married this kid who's from New Mexico. He was talking about how he grew up in like next to the reservations, nothing around. You had to drive like an hour to go get gas and groceries. But um, <laughs> when they were teenagers, they stole three sheep from a farm and they painted one two and four on it and let it loose <laughs> let it loose at um like at a school like and in the school yeah in the school <laughs> and his dad was the principal and he, the dad doesn't know that it was him who and his friends who let this loose and they announce everybody we're looking for sheep number three <laughs> painted that's on ingenious <laughs> So the whole day, the school was just like on the lookout for a sheep number three when there was none. That's <laughs> they're like, we have genius. one, two, and four. We just got to find the third one. That's funny. <laughs> genius. Was that like a senior prank or something? <laughs> I guess. It was just him and his two other friends. They're just doing it for funny. <laughs> one time, Mitch. Mitch is what I decided to call him, right? Yeah. My friend from my, Okay. Yeah. So homeboy Mitch calls me. He's like, bro, come pick me up. Let's do something fun. I was like, okay. Keep in mind, that could entail anything. And so I pick him up and he's like, okay, drive over here. I'm like, all right. And he's like, okay, take a right right there and park in that little alley. I was like, okay. And I park and he gets out of the car and runs away. I'm like, gosh, damn it. <laughs> What's happening? And he like jumps a fence and then he comes back and he has like, he's like this and he gets in the car. He's like, go, 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 go. I'm like, uh, so I like peel out and I start driving. I'm like, dude, what'd you do? And he opens his jacket and he has two live chickens. <laughs> And he's like, dude, what can we do with these chickens? <laughs> Anyways, it, it ended up, uh, he threw one, we went downtown and he threw one in a bar and everyone freaked out and then he let another one loose in a Winco and the Winco got shut down and they were all trying to catch a chicken, but 
Anyway, that kind of reminded me of your. <laughs> I thought he was gonna come back with, like drugs, like or something. Like he, he like you brought him to a drug dealer. Like, go, 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 go! <laughs> I robbed him. I do have drug dealer stories, but don't we all? Another that time. could be another episode. <laughs> yeah, drug dealing. Uh, this next story is pretty bad. So I, I went, you know, snowmobiling, pretty intense. Kudzu the cat, not as intense. This one, uh, we talked about if you've like ever seen a person die before. Oh no, this is my story. Oh. So um, I I, remember, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, so I was in high school. Um, I snuck out of the house to go see some friends. Well, to go see a girl, I'll be honest. Um, and this girl lives like in Sydney, Maine, which is like 20 minutes south of me. And it's also like a, another cow town, just like nothing but like fields, cattle, farm, and some people. More so, cattle than people. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's like way out in the wilderness, nothing but like forest and just just land go over her house stay the night there i come i think i was driving back at like three or four a.m because i had school in the morning and i'm driving back and it's snowy and it's dark out and i'm driving and i'm on the lions road which is like really windy hilly up and down a lot of like parts we gotta like stop to like turn or you got to slow down. Just hairpin turn. turns. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that. I think I drilled a turkey that night. Like a wild turkey <laughs> was like crossing like a bridge and I drilled it and I was like covered in feathers. Um, <laughs> one memory that comes up. And then uh, I was driving on this road and it's like middle of nowhere in Utah where you, you just go 80, even though it's not the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a straightaway through like these meadows. And I'm going like 60 something and I hit like a patch of snow in the road. And I swerve and I overcorrect like right and I, I swerve left and I just do like a donut. And there's a guy behind me and he has to like stop because he almost like rear-ended me. He almost hit me. I guess we were the he was I wasn't the only one out late that night. And um like I just stop in the middle of the road. He stops and he pulls up, he's like, You okay? I was like, Yeah, I almost crapped my pants, but uh I'm I'm okay. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, be careful of the snow <laughs> and then he just like rolled up his window and got in front of me so then so now he's in front and same thing we both got to get home (laughs) going like 65 miles an hour going fast on like the straightaways and then we have to like we have to slow down the for the turns and stuff and there's this one part where there's like a farm it's like a cattle farm and the farm where all the cattle are are on like one side of the road but the farmer owns land on the other side of the road and so they have to cross the road and he has like hundreds of cows. And I guess that's like the side where like they, they just like chill. They frolic in the meadow on the other side. And so the farmers probably think like what better time to have them cross the street than at 3 a.m. There's no one <laughs> out here. And so he has like a bunch of like he has hundreds of cattles, just cattles, cows, just like crossing the street. And the guy in front of me is going like 70, I think. And I just see him just like a cannonball just explode into these cows like he did not see them in time i don't think the headlights picked them up he just drills these cows and i see like limbs of cows just like go flying into the air and he's just like demolished by all these cows there's like three dead cows on his car he destroyed a couple cars just like blew them into smithereens just cow pieces all over the road and the farmer is just like on the side of the road just like watched it and i watched it too i just slammed on my brakes and i was like holy frig like he just hit like a crowd of cows and we get out and there's just, there's just blood everywhere, dead cows everywhere, like just bits and pieces of cow everywhere. 
and we couldn't even see the guy because he's just covered in cal but yeah the guy died the <laughs> it was so nuts police came detectives came and uh we had to give like our witness statement tell them what we saw and yeah i was like at 17 holy cow literally <laughs> you bastard <laughs> holy cow <laughs> I was um, waiting the whole time. Was that bro. surreal for you? Because he came out to help you. Yeah, he's like, and you, you okay? saw his face. You talked to him, heard his voice. Yeah, and now he's dead. Like he died like ten minutes after that. Oh, bro, that's hard. That's in. That's heavy. I miss him so much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're right though. It is. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it is pretty heavy. It's intense. I don't even know his name. It was a while ago. Um, so I don't remember like seeing his name. I, I saw him like his obituary, like in the news and everything, like the newspaper. But yeah, it is nuts. Bro, now, if he didn't go ahead of you too, like, that would have been me. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going like the same speed. Damn, yeah. I was like a junior in high school. Frick, dude. Yeah, it's crazy how like things like that in life, just tiny things that like that. Been me, yeah. yeah. And you still got home safe though. I got home safe, but your and your parents didn't and they still don't know unless this this uh-huh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so now at that same like crossing, there's like uh, traffic lights to let so, people know. Yeah. yeah, when that guy has his cattle crossing, there'll be like blinking lights, and it'll say like cattle crossing. Jeez. Yeah. Damn. I wonder if he got in trouble for that. Is that manslaughter? Putting your your cattle in the road. I mean, it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, That's a tough one for sure. Jeez Louise. Damn. I had a friend in fourth grade who had someone jump off a bridge and land on their car. What? Committing suicide. And it mm. messed him up. Like he never ever talked about it. But yeah, I think about that sometimes. That recently nice. happened in Orem. Yeah. Dude, yeah. someone jumped off the bridge. Last year, like maybe UVU. summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know who that was. Really? Like you knew them or Yeah, he was my coworker's like brother. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. That's so traumatizing, dude. Yeah. And this has been heavy on three AM. Yeah. <laughs> three PM. I told you it was getting heavy. Yeah. That's all good. You warned us. I warned y'all. Dude, not all stories are light, man. Yeah. Um I work at the hospital now, so now I see people die like all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, all my friends are dead. Oh, <laughs> 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 dude i think i'm soft bro i can't really I, yeah i i think i would harbor i wouldn't be able to like leave it behind at work i'm like a sponge yeah i dude i've seen or rooms and er trauma rooms like fill up with blood Oof. from like people that got shot in the head or just bleed out or hemorrhage mm-hmm. dude even the labor and delivery i've seen girls like hemorrhage after they deliver, delivered a baby i saw one girl bleed what was it four liters of blood and the human body has five. But when you're pregnant, you're bigger, you know. But four liters of blood. And she lived. Oh, my god! She had to get a blood transfusion. But, yeah. Which, that's uh, so much blood. Which hospital do you work at? Okay. But, oh, yeah. One thing. I think, like, one reason why I'm, like, so, like, fascinated with blood and I, I don't, like, it doesn't bother me at all. One of my first jobs, I, like, helped my cousin work at a slaughterhouse. And we just, like, uh, we'd yeah. gut chickens. We'd, like, hold them upside down and like, slit their throat. And they would just bleed out like that. Same thing with huge hogs. Mm-hmm. It's like they'd be dangling upside down, and we just cut their throat and just like watch the blood drain. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I'm like, blood's cool. I like blood. <laughs> Have you ever had a head injury? 
Yeah, I've had five concussions. Oh my god! <laughs> Bro, if someone uh, turns up dead around here, push I, the knife away. You a might be my first further. suspect, dog. <laughs> <laughs> we we asked a question a while ago, like, what profession would you like if there was a line of professions and one of them you were told is a killer, which one would you choose? And like a like slaughterhouse employee is pretty high on that list. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's me. <laughs> my top was like a summer. Oh, then you're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he only kills in the summer, is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 killed and then got out of the business, so no one would come after him. You know? It's like I only kill in the muddy season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. One Early time, network. I was like 16, and I was working. Oh, I was actually like 17 or 18, and I was working in a Italian restaurant. So I would make their pizzas and deliver them. And I got a delivery to the hospital. So Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> it was called. <laughs> it was. Can you Italian. roll your <laughs> So maybe I'm not going to. I'm going to bleep out the name of the restaurant because a lot of things happened in this restaurant that were sketch. First of all, the main chef was like always high on meth and would hide his um, knife up in the pipes like of the ceiling. He was like, I don't want anyone to use his, his knife. So one idea. time I caught him and he was like climbing up into the ceiling and hiding his knife up in the pipes. I'm like, bro, you are wild. <laughs> anyway, we get an order. It's to the hospital. So I'm taking the food to the hospital and I walk in. I'm like delivery for food. And they're like, who is it for? I tell them who and they're like, okay, go through that door. So I go through the door uh-huh. and they're like, uh, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm delivering food. They're like, okay, go through that door. Two doors later, I like back in and I turn around and they're all sitting there scrubbed up and there's like an open body on the table. And I was like, uh, I have your pizza. And they're like, uh, just set it down right there. Oh <laughs> and I like set it down, look at the body for a second and turn around and walk out. What? And I was like, what the hell just happened <laughs> to me? <laughs> the receptionists weren't like, leave it here with us. <laughs> they like set you up. Bro, I like walked through like <laughs> six doors to get there. Ashton Kutcher comes out. He's like, you've been punked. <laughs> <laughs> sits up on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got hella punked by those. Oh, yeah. Because I smelt a open cavity. Anyway. <laughs> Gnarly, dude. All right. Oh, this is like a famous scary story that most Mainers know. It's not. It's not like something I experienced. This is like it's an urban legend. Urban legend. No, not urban though, because it's Maine, so countryside <laughs> legend. Uh, it's called the Sabatus Well. Maybe Sabatus. I don't know. Sabatus Well. It's southern Maine, and I'm. I don't live in southern Maine, so <laughs> I guess there was this well built in like the 1700s, and a forgotten cemetery. I don't know why you'd build a well in a cemetery. I feel like that water would be really oh. bad. Yeah. Yeah. That would mean no for me, dog. <laughs> I'm not drinking from that. No. 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 And I guess, I don't know how long ago, maybe 80 years ago, there was like these like preteens, like teenagers. Like they were like 13 or something. And they, I don't know, this one kid lost a bet. And they dared him to go down the well. And they were going to like reel him down the rope. He has to touch the water, and they pull him back up. So this 13-year-old kid has to go down the well. And so they're, uh, they're reeling down this 13-year-old kid, and he said that he would, they would talk to him the whole way down. He's, and he'll tell them when, they, when he hits water. So he's like, keep going, keep going, keep going. They keep reeling him down, and then he's in complete darkness. They can't see him. And he says, keep going. They can hear his voice, and then he just stops. And so they're like, Bro, keep going. Like, have you touched the water? And he doesn't respond. 
So they reel him down like a little bit. And like, bro. And he doesn't respond. And so like, did he fall in or something? They're like, no, I can still feel the weight, they said. And so like, we'll bring him back up. Something's wrong. They reel him back up. And this is the legend. The kid came up, an old man, just like with wrinkles all over his face, white hair, and was just like babbling nonsense. Like he had aged. Like he was like eighty, like an eighty-year-old man. Ew. What's crazy? I don't like that. Yeah. No. What's crazy was this is real. Like he was at the Westbrook Mental Health Hospital in Westbrook, Maine. I'm gonna need to see some citations, dog. <laughs> like, let's go visit him. <laughs> is he still just mumbling gibberish? Yeah. Wait, wait. What do you mean? What? You, so this actually, or he claimed this actually happened? Yeah. Uh, he's dead now, but yeah, that's what like all the nurses, everyone that's worked at the hospital, they said like this is the ki- this is the kid that went down the well and came up old. Oh, yeah, dude, we're gonna need to look that up. Isn't that nuts? Mm. Yeah, like he was, like I looked him up on like the internet, like the kid that went down the well and came up as an old man. Like yeah, he stayed at this hospital and Google had like papers on it. What's the name of the the hospital or a cemetery? Oh, or the Sabatus Well. Sabatus Well. Yeah, S A B A T T U S. Sabatus Well. And I don't know what cemetery it is, but don't go down that well. Yeah, that's such a or, classic uh, urban legend. Yeah, it's like Ichabod Crane type mm. Benjamin mm. Button. <laughs> he came up old. How's that even? Happen? Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's a portal, dude. It's got to be to another dimension. Mm. He was stuck in that dimension. He lived a full life. <laughs> <laughs> the only logical explanation is an old ass dude. Was down there. <laughs> Here's my way out. <laughs> pulled him off, silenced him, got on the well, or got on the bucket, and then pretended to be him. That old man's going to have to be spry, dude. Got to silence him, get him off, get on. And then why go to a mental facility afterwards? I don't, it's better than living would, in a well. So, Well, I mean, but I would. You cute nurses feeding you, away. changing your diaper. Hey, okay, I see you. <laughs> okay, okay. Hospital food. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Damn, Kevin's like no, no. <laughs> Kevin is uh, what we call a snob when it comes to food. He doesn't like he doesn't peanut butter. Yeah. One time, I tried to make him a gourmet ass meal, <laughs> and I was like, "Kevin, would you like a microwaved quesadilla?" <laughs> and he's like, "Ew, no, gross." <laughs> and I was like, "One moment, while I go cry in my room." <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> You didn't eat it? No. no. I got standards for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's got standards. Yeah. Well, Kevin also went to culinary school and oh, has a catering he? business. So He's like, voila, bon appetit. <laughs> but also doesn't like peanut butter. Oh, really? Yeah. What about peanut butter and Reese's cups? <laughs> like peanut Is that an East Coast thing? Around yeah. the East Coast say Reese's? Yeah, Reese's. Okay. Yeah. Is it I Reese's? Know Janelle says it. Yeah. Is yeah. it Reese's here? Yeah. Yeah. Our homie from Reese's. Philly says Reese's. Reese's, yeah. <laughs> According to Kevin, it's Reese's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Reese's Proving everywhere. the snob point. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not a snob. To prove my point, there is a Reese's um, commercial for like the cereal. And it goes, Reese's Puff, Reese's Puff, peanut butter, chocolate flavor. Only aired on the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> it was on Nickelodeon. That's, that's <laughs> nationwide. <laughs> on Nickelodeon. No. <laughs> Damn. Anyway. Gang. 
So this is my last story <laughs> Ooh. I had prepared for tonight. This one's also like an old legend. Um, it's called the Seguin Island Lighthouse. Good coastal story for you guys. So this is the one you didn't listen to? You didn't listen to these last yeah, stories? Yeah, I've heard all the other stories. Okay. So this last story um, is a lighthouse story. And I guess there was, uh, this is in the 1800s. This is back when like people had to live at the lighthouse and like actually like, burn oil and keep all the people at sea alive. <laughs> so this is like a job, like full-time job. You live there and you took care of the lighthouse. And there's like this couple, but this lighthouse is on an island. So it's just the two of them. And the uh, the wife had a piano in the house, but homegirl only knew one song. <laughs> I hate that already, dude. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, if you guys had one song to listen to for the rest of your life, like your wife only played this for the rest of your life, what would it be? Frick. Anaconda, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Did you choose like a song that you already hate? I don't know, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, at that point, just have her play the theme song from Twilight Zone because I'm going to lose my mind after the <laughs> s- seventh time. <laughs> this bitch just hitting chopsticks. <laughs> I don't know to choose like a hymn because it's like all on piano or do like uh, Forgot About Dre or something like that because that's on piano too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I guess I didn't say it had to be on piano. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what song I choose. Either way, either way, learn more songs. Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> that's what he wishes. But I guess the wife only had like one music sheet that she brought to the island. And uh, I think legend has like he did ask her like learn other songs. She's like I I don't have any any other like music with me. And so she just plays the same song every day. And he begs her to like stop. So she stops playing piano. But then she has nothing to do because he's busy taking care of the lighthouse and everything. She's like, well, I got nothing to do, so I'm just going to keep playing piano. And uh, he just got sick of it one day and took an axe and chopped off her head. What else can you do? <laughs> Not chop off her head? I don't know. Damn. I probably would have burned the piano first. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It sounds to me like he was looking for an excuse to chop some heads off. It was because she only played one song. Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> that justifies it. <laughs> nah, not valid. <laughs> the scary part is, so like people that aren't from Maine come and go on like cruise ships and they hop from island to island on like our ships. And whenever they stop by that island and go to that lighthouse, people say they can hear a piano being played inside. Oh... Like, oh shit! <laughs> she still only knows one song. <laughs> Even in the afterlife, she can't learn something else. <laughs> you don't have access to that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're in the iClouds, right? You should have, <laughs> should have everything. Should have meant like Beethoven by this point or something. <laughs> Tell Bach to come teach your ass. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, he should be up in heaven, right? Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. No, nah, hell. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's going to hell for only learning one song, too. So, <laughs> never mind. Um, my aunt and my cousin, they went and did a ghost tour. In Maine, it's aunt. But yeah, I've oh, heard it. It's my, aunt. My you guys have aunts aunt, here? It's also auntie and... Uh, auntie. 
auntie in, in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, it's aunt. Yeah. And if like if it's an older female, regardless of their relation to you, you just call them auntie. Hey, auntie. In Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just family there. Like, we're aloha, auntie. Yeah, yeah. Aloha, yeah. oi. Doesn't matter. Like, if I'm meeting like somebody's mom for the first time or dad, they're like immediately uncle, uncle or aunt. Yeah, auntie. I call your mom's auntie. <laughs> that's what they say, like, to all my friends to call them, like, yeah. Auntie Don or Uncle Peely. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's so, my auntie and my cousin, <laughs> they went, uh, they did a ghost tour in Savannah. And <sighs> the perfect place for a ghost tour. They're talking about the heaviest of heavy. And my aunt is in the background and she keeps going, like, get out. <laughs> and she keeps, <laughs> it's like pitch black in these basements and she keeps whispering. And like looking around trying to see if anyone's afraid. <laughs> and then she gets a stick. And so she's all like touching people, poking people on the back and then trying to act like nothing. Uh, it was actually my aunt and two cousins and one of them was super into it. And the other one was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, <laughs> That's a great idea. Dude, they were just in the corners whispering like, get out now. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Bunch of nerds. But anyway. Oh. Bro, maybe maybe they have someone in that lighthouse like playing music, like in the basement or something. That's I mean, their full time job now. Yeah, <laughs> like, you have to play music. You have if to- you want to boost uh, tourism, it's like definitely <laughs> do that. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. <laughs> nice. Is that it for you tonight? That's yeah. That's all the stories I brought. Bro, that was a colorful array of stories. Yeah. Like we got this jam packed. The whole gambit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping it was wicked good, and y'all like it. <laughs> It was cherry. Makes you want to go to Maine Look even more, dude. Yeah. For real, yeah. I don't know if I want a snowmobile, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Definitely hitting up, what is it called, Reds? Yeah, Reds Eats. Getting some lobster mm. rolls. Yeah. I had a list of like places for you guys to visit. Yeah? Um, Shoot. See. So, oh, yeah, where to go? Old Orchard Beach in Maine. That's like the most popular beach. It's like a sandy beach, so it's not like all rocky. Mm-hmm. And that's where like all the babes are and... Like the bodybuilders, there's a like a big pier with like restaurants on it. Mm. There's a little carnival with a Ferris wheel. Yeah, that's like the most popular. Beach. Like a Coney Island. Yeah, yep. Old Orchard Beach, I love that place. There's a lot of harbors y'all y'all can go to. There's Portland Harbor, Booth Bay Harbor, and Bar Harbor. Super pretty. You guys can go like whale watching there. I go whale watching oh, a lot. Sp- yeah, um, it. it's like twenty bucks to hop on like a. A boat and it'll bring you around all around the harbor to different islands and stuff nice um islands i like to go to i like to go to final haven i go there a lot i think it has well the guy told me that i know a guy that lives there he said during the summertime they have 800 people living on the island but during the winter they have 400 huh. so we have like snowbirds that like go back to arizona or oh, florida oh yeah yeah but there's like 400 people that actually like live there live there they all work in like the fisheries mostly mm-hmm. uh or lobstermen. Um, yeah, it's called Vinyl Haven. There's North Haven. I go to Islesboro a lot, another really pretty island. There's like so many like on the ships all around the island and uh, lobstermen. I go to a gun quit is another like town on the coast I would go to. A mm-hmm. gun quit? A gun quit. Is that it's Native held, American? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, o G U N Q U I T. A gun quit. It's it's like if you Google it, it's actually like a big tourist attraction. A lot of people <laughs> like to go there. Cool. And there's like lobster houses there too. Yeah. So you can like buy lobster right off the coast. Maine is just, it just sounds like beautiful scenery, good food. 
Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Beautiful scenery and good food. It's Inevitably, all you need, I feel like. <laughs> we always talk about food every episode, dog. And, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. I went I went like two summers ago to Maine and it was July and it was like in the sixties on the coast and it was like cloudy. I loved it. It was like the hmm. best weather. We were at the beach too, like swimming. Yep. To like a lot of people it's that's cold, but I loved it. Hmm. So nice. That's a jam. Yeah. Nice. Sixty but like humid. So like you're not like sweating, you're just like chill <laughs> sick okay i'm gonna go there this year then other fun facts that i <laughs> forgot <laughs> oh yeah a lot of people's last names in maine are french because like the french canadian influence there so like we're right on the board of quebec mm. montreal and uh new brunswick so everyone's last names there are, like boudreaux uh, bobby boucher like boucher is really popular <laughs> boucher la france la chance la verdier um, Stephen King's books have a lot of like a lot of the characters like huh. last name are French, just because like that's the culture there. Dude, this has been so dope. I've loved it. Yeah, that this is like one of our goals for the podcast, just to have people from different places to share stories that only people from those places know. So this has been perfect, dude. Yeah, glad, glad you enjoyed it. So I learn no pills in my eyes. <laughs> And learn more than one song if you're going to live on an island with one other person. You're going to learn piano. Yeah. Uh, I learned to be one of the last snowmobilers. <laughs> I learned all the dope places to go in Maine. So <laughs> that's what I'm taking away from this. Nice. If you're going to be on train tracks, be fast. Faster oh, than your friend. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Or not. Wait, no, yeah. Definitely be faster. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> You're right. Though. Trigger if you were fast. <laughs> what if the train was still faster than you and you were fast? I'm just saying. Yeah, I yeah. was saying like if if one of them wasn't fast, and we might not have had. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we we needed that little boy to die. <laughs> Need tragedy for art. Okay, I'm cutting that part. <laughs> uh, Ethan, thank you for coming through. Thank you for sharing with us and telling us stories. For sure, bro. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was way fun. Anything else? You got anything else for the people out there? Whoopie pies are like a big dessert <laughs> in Maine. They're like they're like cake sandwiches, and there's like uh, cream in the middle, and that's like a big thing in Maine. Moxie and whoopie pies. Dude. Whoopie pies. That will be your sign off. Moxie and whoopie pie. Moxie and whoopie pies. Mm. Moxie and whoopie pies. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, my guy. Uh, uh, yeah. Everyone out there, bye. Love you. Be safe. Trust your gut. Watch your back. Be careful out there. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. 
so file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.